Well, I'm going to introduce our, uh, our speaker this morning. Um, this is Reverend Francis Colley. Rev uh, you can come up. He's a good friend of mine um, from when the days when we lived in Liberia. I got to know Reverend uh, Colley when uh, I and a group of other mercy shippers would go to the prison on Saturday morning usually. And uh, his organization, Prison Fellowship Liberia, would host us and get us entry to, to talk to prisoners and, and, and minister to them and fellowship with them. And uh, he's become a close friend, um, even more so when we moved off the ship and ashore. And when, um, when, when we, uh, then when the ship left the country, um, Francis was one of those that stood by us. And uh, in fact, you might not know it, but you will remember two names I'll share with you, Silas and Solomon, two little boys who lived in Liberia that Foothill was instrumental in helping to get surgeries in Kenya. And uh, we collected funds that were able to make that happen. The other end of that collection was Francis. Uh, he was the guy receiving the funds and making sure they got to the places they needed to get to, uh, arranging for air tickets, arranging for visas and getting passports for these kids who didn't have passports and all these things that needed to happen. He was our guy on the ground and uh, he's been very, very faithful and reliable for us uh, for these things. So welcome. We're very, very pleased to have you here with us this morning and we look forward to hearing uh, you minister God's word to us. Thank you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Sometimes uh, back home, I tell people uh, the way God made me, um, I sometimes don't need a mark because uh, he gave me a very nice voice. And so um, let me, uh, but the privilege given to use the mark that I never used before, so I'm going to bluff with you a little bit, all right? Thank you very much, uh, Reverend. God bless you so much. Well, I bring you greetings from my family. Uh, I have a very wonderful family. They are all in Liberia, uh, boys and girls. And uh, I want to bring you greetings from my church as well, uh, the United Christian Assembly Church. I bring you greetings from the, the Board of uh, Directors of Prison Fellowship Liberia. Uh, an organization that I run is a very unique uh, ministry. How many of us have been in prison before? Either as a visitor. <laughs> I like to quantify that because sometimes when you ask the question, how many of us have been in prison, people say, oh, well, I haven't been there because I have not committed a crime. But at least maybe as a visitor, I'm sure you, uh, you, you, you've been there. But again, we want to say God bless you. Thank you for giving us the privilege, uh, especially to Reverend Hans. We are very proud that you can give us your pulpit to use to speak to God's people. You are very wonderful people, and I love you from the depths of my heart. In Jesus' mighty name, uh, let us pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you this morning. We give you the praise. We give you the adoration. God, we thank you for you are God and no one else. You alone, you occupy your throne, and no one can sit on your throne. To you be the glory, to you be the honor and the praise. God, help us as we are about to hear from you this morning. May you speak to our hearings. May you speak that we'll be obedient to what you have to tell us. 
We worship you, then we thank you. Give us, O oh God, the strength and the power to speak what you have, Lord, told us to speak. Thank you, Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For the few minutes I have, I want to speak to us on the theme, leaving your destiny to the power of forgiveness. Living your life through the power of forgiveness. We are all alike. We are all sinners. Each and every one of us, no one can be exempted. None of us can say they have not committed a sin. No one can say they have never done a wrong. Whether you are black, whether you are white, whether you are Indians, we all are sinners in the eyes of God. We have seen through our thoughts and actions, uh, we have seen through our imaginations. In fact, we lived in a, in a world that permeates sins all around us. Everywhere you go around the world, there is sin being committed. People are living in sin. People are practicing sin. People are just going about living a life of sinfulness. And it is showing to us and encourage us uh, on some level to live a life that is so much full of sin. So there's none of us who can say, and I have not seen. None of us can escape it. Neither I, neither you can escape the path of sin. We need to live our destiny through the power of forgiveness. Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary did say to God, you and myself are forgiven. And so, as believers, God gave us the ability to choose. He has given us the ability to choose a little things or even the bigger things. He has given us the ability on a daily basis to make a choice that we need to make every day. And one of those choices that God has given us to make on a daily basis is forgiveness. You and I can choose to forgive others' iniquities against you or against me, or you can choose to harbor those iniquities and be bitter or angry about they have in, or they have injured you. You and I will want to pay back. You and I will want to have a revenge. You and I will want to find the opportunity to grab this person who have hurt us so much. We want to crush him to the ground. We want to hurt him the way he hurt us. We want to grab him. We want to do everything we can to revenge. There are so many of us that have sinned against God. We have sinned against God through our thoughts. We have sinned against God through our minds, through our imaginations. If you and I are to walk a life 
that lead us into destiny here on earth, then forgiveness is a topic we must comprehend and look to the scripture to find what Jesus has said about forgiveness. Now turn with me in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21, and I'm going to read all through to 35. And this is what is written in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sinned against me? Seven times? Note, Jesus answered, Seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servant who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay it, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master's feet and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay you by master. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. Verse 28, But when the man left the king... He went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand of dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had a man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the, when some of those or when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, "You evil servants, I forgive you that." Tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servants just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he appealed his entire debt. That's why, that is how, I mean, that is what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to obey, I mean, to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. As we all know, this is a very unique story, a very scenario that happened between Jesus and his disciples. During the old days, the, the, the Pharisees or the rabbits told that they could forgive somebody three times, and that was just all enough. If I did something to you, 
You can forgive me once. You can forgive me twice. You can forgive me the third times. And that was just enough for the rabbi. That is how their rules were set. And so Jesus conversing with his disciples, Peter jumped up because he thought that maybe he could uh, even the number. He came to Jesus, Master, how many times should I forgive my fellow servant who sinned against me? Should I add another three, I mean another four more times to make a servant so that I will forgive the individual who hurt me? The Bible says Jesus turned to Peter and said, not seven times, but 70 times seven. 77 times seven. Brethren, as we said to you earlier, uh, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all are sinners in the presence and in the eyes of God. Yes, I agree somebody may have hurt you. I agree somebody have done wrong to you. I agree somebody have taken your dollars and they didn't pay. I agree somebody that need, that needs show love to you when you were born. I agree they didn't do that. But what is your position in reacting to this person? What is our position in reacting to someone who have hurt us? What is our reaction to somebody who has hurt us and we want to hurt back? Jesus was very practical dealing with this issue. He knew that the, the Pharisees were very much uh, unforgiven people because they want to always have a time of revenge. And that's why many of us, we are looking for revenge. We are looking for revenge for people who have hurt us. We are looking for a way to pay back. In my country, in Africa, there is always war because well, people want to pay back for what, they have been, what have been done to them. People want to pay back to, for, for whatever hurt that may have been caused to them. Now Jesus said, you don't need to forgive three times. You don't need to forgive one time. You don't need to forgive three or four times. You don't need to forgive even just one, I mean seven times. You don't need to forgive even ten times. You don't need to forgive even hundred times. But you need to forgive more than you can because you live in the world of sin. And people are going to hurt you anyway. People are going to hurt you. People are going to cause hurt for you. And you need to forgive them. Jesus was very practical. And that's why he couldn't just tell Peter, Peter, I tell you something, I mean, I tell you three times, or I tell you something times. But I tell you something times seven. Somebody have just hurt you one time, and you want to revenge. Somebody have just hurt you two times, and you don't want it to forgive. Somebody have just hurt you four times, you don't want it to forgive. Somebody have hurt you just five times, you don't want it to forgive. Jesus didn't say once. He didn't say twice. He said 70 times 7. You know, in that very practical way, Jesus teaching his disciples about prayer, he was very, very practical when he illustrated this with his disciples about prayer. There is a particular phrase that have Help me to live my destiny, uh, to make me what I am today uh, because of that particular phrase. 
Hallelujah. This is much better. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I thank you. Now you can hear me better, right? Good. God bless you. Thank you very much. So you see, Jesus was teaching the Lord's Prayer. And if you go to the Lord's Prayer, there is a phrase that we always recite without realizing what we are saying. The world in Liberia came and devastated a lot of us. I am a victim of the world that was fought in Liberia. I am a very, very, I mean, a very, by, I mean, uh, I went through a difficult time. During the world, I decided to reach out to people. I decided to restore hope to people who were hopeless, who were living in this place camp because why? they didn't have food to eat. They didn't have clothes to wear. They didn't have any shelter to, to, to sleep under. And so we as Christians decided to rush out with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was in this process when the, the rebels grabbed me because I was helping a group of evangelists going up into the country places, into the villages to deliver the word of God. And this group of rebels grabbed us and the, 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 the man handled me especially and I was really, really, really hurt. Today, I have one of my sites not 100%. Today, I walk and I had to limp because of the hurts that was done to me. Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I was manhandled. I was beaten with gunboats. I was tied. We call it tabi, where they tie your two hands and they join your elbow together and your chest will puff up. And I was placed in the pit for two good weeks with a swollen legs because these legs were broken. And then my eyes were hit, my head was swollen until my eyes nearly damaged. No medication, no doctor. I was in that pit for two weeks. At the end of two weeks, I don't know what God did, but there was a cobra, a snake, a black snake that rained on me in that pit. A very deep pit where, it, I mean, the grass was so much grown that I was there for two weeks. But God saved me from the snake. It was through the power of God that somebody that I didn't know, somebody who is not even a Christian, who said, no, we are doing injustice to this man. He has no right to be here because the charge was I was carrying information to enemy forces. And that was, that's why I was grabbed and I was beaten and I was hit and my legs were broken and my eyes was beaten completely. I got released from the pit and I... Went to town. I lived, lived quite two months before my legs were restored gradually. But then I went with a very bad injury in my eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, because of that hurt that was done to me during the Liberian Wars, I had a bitterness in my heart. I had a grudge in my heart. I wanted to revenge. I wanted to pay back to whoever they have done this to me. 
Because my mother didn't bond me, have me on earth with my legs limping. My mother didn't have me on earth when my eyes were damaged. And so I looked for opportunity. I was looking for opportunity because this guy didn't die in the world. He was living. He was having his legs. He have his legs correct. He moves around. His eyes are all perfect. I don't have all my eyes perfect. And so I was looking for revenge. Listen to me. It was one day in the Christian gathering. We were in this gathering, and then we were about to pray, and everyone said, let us, I mean, somebody said, let us recite the Lord's Prayer. And then while we were reciting the Lord's Prayer, but listen, in the process, the 15 years process, I have asked God, God, I need a healing in my legs because I go through pain in my head. I don't have the money to go to hospital, and then my eyes, God, I need a healing. God, I need you to do the miracle. I need you to intervene. Doing the Lord's Prayer. As I was saying the Lord's Prayer, let's go to Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 6, chapter. Uh, Matthew 6, chapter 9. If you don't mind, you want to read that with me, please, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew, chapter 6, verses, I mean, verses 9. Can somebody read for me there, please? Sis Karina or anyone, can you read for me? Thank you. God bless you. I want you to just pause right there. That was the phrase that struck me. I was asking God for mercy. I mean, I was asking God for forgiveness. But I was having grudge in my heart against somebody who has hurt me so much. And then I went to say this Lord's Prayer, to recite the Lord's Prayer. As I was reciting the Lord's Prayer, I came to this point where I said, Lord, forgive me my sin as I forgive. I couldn't end that word because what? I was having unforgiveness in my heart. I couldn't end the Lord's Prayer. God said, you say you want me to forgive you, you want your healing, but yes, you're holding something against somebody who have hurt you, who have done this to you. If you want to get your healing, you must forgive. And I said, God, no, I can't. It is too hard. This guy hurt me. I, I mean, I have my sight not 100% correct, and my legs are hurting, and then you want me to forgive God. It is impossible. God said, I could hear the voice of God saying to me, I say, do it. Do it. And I said, no, God. And I began to shed tears. I began to cry. I began to cry unto God. I said, God, this is too hard for me. And God said, yes, it might be hard, but it's not difficult. You can do it because with me, all things are possible. I said, no, God, this is too hard. This is too difficult because my eyes, I need my eyes. I need my legs. And God said, yes, I know you need your eyes. You need your legs. But you need to forgive. And that's how I'm going to heal you. And then God and myself wrestled a bit. 
And then I was crying, and I was crying in the room, and I left the room, and I went in the bathroom, and I began to cry to God. I said, God, this is too high. God said, yes, it is high, but it is not difficult. You can do it. I still was holding that in my heart. That God said, listen, if you want your healing, this is where it's going to begin. And then I cried more. As I cried, the Spirit of God struck me. And I said, God, because you have said so, I will let go. I said, Lord, I will let go. I will let go. Whatever was done to me, God, I let go. Let it be. Let it be. According to your will. Listen to me. In that bathroom where I was, I felt something living my whole life. I became light as this paper. Something very heavy have left me. A burden that was carrying that didn't belong to me. I was carrying it on my head. Left me. And then I got a little bit strange and I went in the midst of my colleagues who, colleagues who were praying. And I said, this is what happened to me. Within the week's time, I heard a call from somebody in Singapore. Said, Reverend Coley, we want you to go to this eye hospital. And uh, I want you to do an eye check. I said, but I didn't come with money. I didn't have money with me. How am I going to go? Somebody gave me a transportation. I said, go in and do the eye check. And I went and the doctor said, well, you need to go through the surgery. But it will cost you 10000 United States dollars. I said, what? Me? Living in Liberia? Asking me to pay $10,000? He said, well, that is, how, that is what you're going to pay. And the consultation fee is $2,000. I said, come on, you want me to die? Because there's nowhere in this world I have gotten that money, even the $2,000 you're talking about. He said, well, go ahead and tell the person that sent you here. And I left and I went to this individual and said, okay, Reverend, we're going to pray it. And he said to me, join me, let's pray for three days for you. And we pray for three days. I had grakumant, I had cataract, and the worst of it in my eyes. To tell you, to cut the story short, I don't know how that money was paid. I went through the surgery with all the bills paid. Nothing that left my hands into that whatever it called surgery that was done to me. The doctor waived, the surgeon waived the $2,000, the consultation fee. Of course, the hospital bill was paid, but I don't know how it was paid. Today, at least I have a little bit of restoration for my at least if not 100% my two eyes, but I leave my one eye. 
Because God said, you receive your healing through this. Let me close with this illustration. I want somebody to just join me. If Craig, Craig, you don't mind, send you are closer to me. Closer in the sense that you are sitting by me. <laughs> um, you see, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like a trap. I don't know whether you know a trap. Um, a chain that you put yourself into where you don't forgive somebody. Because I did not forgive this individual, I was in chain. Very quick, I want you to go in front of me. I want you to wash this. Help me, please. Put it on your neck. Yes. Now, well, this is a little bit long, but no, don't mind. When you don't forgive somebody, you have put yourself into a chain that is attached to this individual. As long as this person lives and goes about his normal life, you are in bondage. Very go, just walk. You can go, you want to walk past, go ahead. Now you see this, right? He's carrying me because what? I'm holding a grudge against him, so he is living his normal life, but I'm under bondage. He is going with it. Whatever normality he's going with, I'm still under bondage because what? I've tied a rope or a chain around him and threw it on my neck. If he dies because I had it in my heart, a grudge and a bitterness, it will go with me. I'm still, he's, though he is in the grave, but the chain is pulling me down to the grave of, you know, whoever it might be. Not Brad Crick now. God bless you. If we don't forgive, that's how we are. The worst of all, Jesus said, if you don't forgive your fellow men who have sinned against you, my heavenly father won't forgive you. You know the story about Joseph. How he was tortured by his own brothers. How he, was, how he went through my hand. How he was betrayed. But there came a point in the life of Joseph. In order for his life to be complete, he had to forgive in Egypt, he has to forgive his very brothers that betray him and humiliate him and, and, and accuse him. You know what about Philemon and Odysseus? When Paul told Philemon, yes, you are right. Whatever you want to do to Onesimus, but for the sake of God, Forgive him. I don't know who have hurt you so much. I don't know who have gone wrong with you. Who have done wrong to you. Exodus 14, 14 says, Hold your peace and the Lord shall fight your battle because with God all things are possible. Psalm 19 verse 12 says, but who can descend their own arrows 
Forgive my hidden faults. Psalm 19, Psalm 35, I mean, Psalm 32, verse 5 says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgive the guilt of my sins. God has forgiven you of all the multiples of sins that you and myself have committed. Every day that we sin against God, he still look to the cross and say, my son paid for that sins. What about you, your fellow men that have sinned against you, your fellow men that have gone wrong? You're not willing to forgive them. It was hard for me, but it was not difficult. Because God gave me the strength to doing that. And I prayed God will give you the strength to be able to forgive somebody who has sinned against you. Somebody who have hurt you. Somebody who have outcast you. Somebody who said you are nobody. But God said you are somebody. Somebody who said you will be nobody. But God said you will be somebody. I want to just encourage you. There's room at the cross for you and me. We can find forgiveness, and we can also provide forgiveness to others who have sinned against us. God bless you. Let's pray. I want you to just use this point to think about your own wrongs that you may have done against God. If God were to sit on his judgment seat this morning, you and I will be condemned because of our sins. But if God can forgive you through his son Jesus Christ on the, uh, for the death of the cross, on the cross, you can forgive somebody who have wronged you. I want you to think of anyone who have sinned against you, who have hurt you so much. Think of anyone. It could be your mom, to your dad, your children, your friends that you trusted, your wife, your husbands. Think of anyone who may have hurt you so much. You have cut off the speech. You have blocked their phones, their numbers that you cannot call again. You don't even visit that person anymore. You don't pass by to say hi. Think of anyone that you are holding a grudge against this morning. And ask God to, have you, to help you to forgive such a person. And let him give you the power and authority to forgive someone who has sinned against you. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we can find forgiveness through the cross of Jesus Christ. That on the cross of Jesus Christ, all our sins were paid for. 
It were paid for by his blood. And today, we can call upon you, Abbot Father. We know we live in the world that permeates sin, O oh God. We live in a community that sin is on the increase. We have been hurt. We've been betrayed by friends, parents, communities. But we come to you this morning that you will help us, give us the energy, the strength to forgive from our heart whoever may have sinned against us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for doing this. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.